0: Have you ever been out in nature and felt very small? (laughs) Maybe you've been out camping or even just like at a bonfire and looked up at the night stars and realized how many there are. We live in the suburbs and so sometimes it's hard to see them um, because there's so many lights from the city. But when we get out in the country a little bit and look up and we go, wow, this is amazing. Or maybe you've stood on the edge of the Grand Canyon or, you know, just somewhere somewhere where you've looked out at some vast landscape and realized I'm really little compared to all of this, or driven through a mountain range and seen those great mountains, or stood by the edge of the ocean, often when we're out in nature, we realize um, that we're just very small, (laughs) and we're going to read about that today. I'm so glad that you're joining me today on Audacious Arrows, where we are becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. Well today we're going to move away from the book of Daniel where we've been and we're going to go towards Genesis chapter 1 but on the way there I thought we'd stop in the Psalms and read one Psalm that will draw our mind towards God's creation and his majesty. So we're going to be reading Psalm 8 and the very introduction it says to the choir master according to the gitteth, a Psalm of David. And that word gitteth I did some looking on that because I didn't know what it meant. Um, it's some type of musical liturgical term Um, a lot of sources believe that it's a stringed musical instrument um, but it's only found three times in the Bible we don't really know but we know that this psalm a psalm is a song so this was a song of David David wrote this and he had some notes at the beginning to the choir master according to the Gita. so this is telling the choir master, the person in charge of the choir, how to play this music. So that's kind of a little introduction. And a lot of times when you read Psalms, there's a little heading at the front of it that kind of gives some instructions and that has to do with the fact that these were songs used for the worship of God. So this is um, a Psalm of David, so King David. So think stories like David and Goliath, that David, um, he wrote this and he wrote it in praise of God and I think that um, it's it's fairly straightforward so just as you read it remember that this is a song so the lyrics are kind of poetic this genre of the Bible is poetry and the Psalms specifically are a great place for us to tune our emotions or kind of get our feelings right and aligned with the Bible so There's a big part of reading a psalm that you should pay attention to your feelings and your emotions and line them up with this psalm. You want to have the same feelings as David. That's kind of how the psalms work. All right, let's dive in. So we're going to be in Psalm 8. It's just about in the middle of your Bible. If you need to take a minute and have your mom and dad help you find it, go ahead and hit pause and then we'll jump right in. To the choir master, according to the Gittith, a psalm of David. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place... What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, How majestic is your name in all the earth. What a great psalm. Let's take a look at a couple things. One, did you notice that there were some repeated words? Did you catch it? The very beginning, the first verse of this psalm and the last verse of the psalm are the same. They say, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Why do you think David repeated that at the very beginning and the end? Maybe it's because that's the main point. That's the thing he wanted you to catch in there. God's name is majestic in all the earth. And then all the stuff in between is kind of why his name is majestic. So um, let's take a look at verse 3 and 4. It says, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set in place, what is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? When we look out at God's amazing creation, think about a butterfly, or a flower, or the stars, or the Grand Canyon, or a great mountain, we look at those things and see God is so majestic, and we are very small, yet God cares for us. He thinks about us, he cares for us, he made us, and later on it says that he crowned us with glory and honor, and he's given us dominion over the works of his hands. This is an amazing thing that should cause us to praise God and say, wow, oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. We're going to look at one other verse in here that's, I think, a little bit tricky to understand. Verse two, it says, out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. I don't know about you, but when I read that, I kind of think, what on earth does that mean? So let's take a look at it, and then we're going to look at three verses in the New Testament that I think will help us understand this a little bit better. So, out of the mouth of babes and infants, what comes out of the mouth of babes and infants? Do they give great important speeches? Not really. They babble. They cry. Um, if you know, once they get to be like a little bit older, a toddler, they talk in their cute little way, but they don't say big grandiose things. They're not like that important or that's smart or anything they're kind of kind of low and weak and small right and then it says you have established strength okay so when you hear a baby cry or when you hear a little toddler talk do you think wow strength i don't i don't think that at all but that's what it says here that god has established strength so for some reason he's taken what the babies are saying and made it strong and then it says, because of your foes, foes is kind of a word for enemy, to still the enemy and the avenger. So God takes what the babies say, he makes it strong to still the enemy, or kind of to quiet or stop the enemy. Okay, so that's what it's saying, but I still don't feel like we quite understand it. I kind of think, I don't I don't really get it. Because I hear my little baby cry and talk, and I don't I don't see that she's stopping enemies anywhere. So let's look at a couple other verses. If you want you can turn to these with me you can hit pause and then when you find the verse you can hit play again or you can just listen the first verse we're gonna look at is Matthew 21 and we're gonna look at mainly verse 16 now Matthew 21 verse 16 okay so in this verse Jesus is going to quote psalm 8 he he knows this psalm he's read it before and he's going to use it to talk about the situation he's in so what had been happening here jesus cleared out the temple people were selling stuff and using it to make a profit and he said no no cleared it out and then we've got blind and lame people coming to jesus for healing and he's healing them and then we have these children and they're crying out in the temple hosanna to the son of david Okay, so picture that in your mind. Children are crying out, Hosanna to the Son of David. When they call him the Son of David, in a way they're, they're saying, you're the one the Bible talked about. You're the Son of David. You're the Messiah, the one that was promised to come and deliver us from our sins. And they're praising him. Okay, and then we have the chief priests and the scribes, and they're seeing all this, and they're indignant. They're mad about it. They are the smartest, important people they're probably a little wealthier, they matter, and they're seeing all this and they're mad about it. And then here's what Jesus said. Well, okay, let's look in verse 16. It says, and they said to him, do you hear what these are saying? Do you hear what these little kids are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies? You have prepared praise. And leaving them, he went out of the city to Bethany and lodged there. Okay. So when Jesus quoted this psalm, I think he gives us some ways to understand it better. One thing he did is he changed the words a little. He uses the words you have prepared praise instead of established strength. And I think that kind of helps us understand what does that mean? How does God use the words that come out of a baby to be strong? Well, when babies praise God, it is strong. When my little toddler Sings about how my God is so big in her cute little voice she is praising God and it's a very mighty and great thing. When even a little baby is praising God using their little voice and honoring Jesus it is a very strong and mighty thing. And here, who are the enemies that are stilled or stopped? Well, there's the chief priests and the scribes who were mad about it. Jesus says this and we don't hear from them they apparently they just go away they're quiet they have nothing else to say so it's a great example of seeing little children praising Jesus using their words to praise Jesus and it is strong because it stills the enemy okay we're going to look at one other verse we're going to look at Mark chapter 10 verse 13. The reason I wanted to look at this is because I think it helps us have an understanding of how God views children. So think about that when, as we read it. So Mark chapter 10, verse 13, and they were bringing children to him. So this is the, um, well, just people were bringing children to Jesus, okay? And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the children of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. So, you know, the disciples are kind of saying, Jesus probably doesn't have time for these little kids. He's too important. We, he, they want the children to go away. And Jesus says, No, no. Don't stop them. Let them come to me. He wants to put his arms around them, bless them, lay his hands on them. And he also says that whoever does not receive the children, the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So he's kind of saying to the disciples, you actually need to be a little bit like this child. You need to trust me the way a child trusts me. So I think here it's plain to see that Jesus values children. He loves children. He wants them to come. And if you're a young person, if you're a child, know that Jesus wants you to come to him. He cares about you. He wants you to trust him. And he wants to bless you and lay his hands on you. He cares about you. Okay, we're going to look at one more verse. We're almost done. All right, this last verse is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 27. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 37 it says but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong when I think about people around me the weakest person I know is my baby she's not very strong she's little she just is learning to walk and God uses what is weak and low and not as foolish or not as smart to shame the wise to shame the strong God often, when we are reading the Bible, you'll see example after example after example of God using people who were not the smartest, not the richest. Often he uses children. Even his disciples, they weren't like the super smart, educated priests and things. They were just lowly fishermen. God uses so often what is weak in the world to shame the strong because it brings glory to him. When God uses me and I'm Weak, I can say it's not about me. It's not because I'm so great. It's because God is so great, and He is working through me. And as a young person, I think that should be a great encouragement to you. You don't have to be an adult. You don't have to be super smart. You don't have to have graduated from college for God to use you. He can use even the little children for His glory and to still His enemies. All right, let's look at our memory verse for this week. We're going to memorize Psalm 8, verse 1. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. It's great to read the Bible together. Make sure you or your parents follow me and are getting notifications so you don't miss a single Audacious Arrows episode. See you next time.